Hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 109. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro, and joining me, as always, two brawling buddies who think it's completely normal to hide a fully cooked chicken in a trash can. Dave Grimma. That's me. And Dan Colotta. That is me. Like my vocal fry. Actually, that's usually... No, that's not fry. Is that fry? No. No, fry, French fries. Though. Speaking huh? of great movies about vocal fry, there is that movie about the the voiceover people in a world. Oh, that's great a great film. movie. Isn't that a great movie? I was thinking about great that film. the other day. In, in a, a movie world. where this is the... Wasn't that a commercial? Well, they like play... Fu- there was a commercial where they like made fun of like that concept. That's what it is. Man. Does this killer. seem important? You're listening awesome. to a podcast with three guys who don't know anything. That should be our... That's it, right there. We've been looking for some new intro stuff. That's it, right? That, oh, that's, that's it. Pretty perfect. <laughs> just Maybe that's world. our trailer. Well, I think you, you just figured out our us. trailer. Well, talk we're going to prove to you games. how little we know about, because we're going to talk about Streets of Rage 4. And we, we don't understand anything. You punch no, the guys? I mean, yeah. You punch them, and sometimes they fall down. Sometimes they shoot a rocket at you. Some... They hit you with a car, and you get back up. And then they throw the knife, and then you, then you can catch the knife, and then you throw the knife back at them, hits them, flies back to you, you catch it. Right. Never, I never did it, but I know it can be done. You didn't? It didn't. Dave, you must, you're right. Dave you, you went pro with this game. Dave was totally <laughs> right in what he said. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you just got to embrace the chaos. Well, that's, that's, that's what I do when I, when I hit record on this podcast. <laughs> you just start knocking things down. I just start, I, I immediately break a glass like Thor in nope. the movie Thor. I, I know that film. <laughs> that's that's uh, starring Thor, right? Yeah, it's Thor, starring Thor, played by Thor, uh, and um, with the power of Thor as well. With I just thought of, guys, I, th- I don't know what it is, but tonight the ideas are flowing. I got an idea for a mug where it's like the mug that Thor threw down in <laughs> Thor, but it's glued back together. I like it. And it's how, like, how yeah. there's a, there's a, that reminds me, there's a, <clears throat> in, I believe it's in China, they repair like little coffee cups and stuff like that with gold. Well, you know, oh, they cool. put it back together with gold, like actual gold. Yeah, yeah. And that sounds expensive. Yeah, but but uh, now you still have the thing, as opposed to getting a new mug, right? Um. So wait, so someone breaks a two dollar <laughs> coffee mug, and they now two dollar coffee. Mug. Maybe it's been in the family for generations. Yeah. How, I have how much? How they... much do you think is the most expensive coffee mug? I'm gonna put it to you here. I have a mug from Japan that, if it ever breaks, I will explore how to fix it. Yeah, but is that very, like a like... like a actual mug, or is that like meant to be like a display piece? No, it's a mug. I drink from it. Okay, but that's because you got it from a country you don't live in. That's very far. It's also like it, it's just nice because it's made by non America, and mm. most things that aren't made here are nice. Well, like Jeff, Jeff nice. Bezos, what kind of mug does he drink out of? He gets his coffee injected through his shiny head. He just like they rub it. Puts like a yeah. He rubs he, it. He and walks then, like, through a coffee mister machine and his pores <laughs> just take Dave's it. Dave's got it. He goes through a coffee mister machine naked and just gets completely injected with caffeine it goes right through his pores and yep. it's just yeah. like he is that's why he looks active. so clean all the time because he gets like an acid wash every day i thought it was because um, he had no soul also <laughs> that what were we talking about? i was trying months? to what i was trying to say is there's a wow there's a thought process that i've seen on tiktok that they were like every time like i i fall down or like i struggle with something i think this is how i get my gold okay i thought that don't was, understand you know, that's very nice. There, there's yeah. um Not this technique. I've seen this technique used. You say unfollowing? <laughs> no, I, I said not following. I don't understand. Not fo- no, so like Dave's referring to the process of fixing stuff with gold. Fall down, get get Yeah, up, but if you, you fall repaired. down, you physically can't get gold. No, but the metaphor, it's a metaphor is that you getting up gives you the gold because yeah, you like did it. You got up and now you're, you're struggling fixed. and whatever and you and you come back from it this is how you get your goal this is proof that every time mark tripped he just he activated just a clone he's like I'm done. No, it, he doesn't work on the body he has he just activates a clone that it's in like a storage unit. well it would make sense because i feel like i am a copy of a copy of a copy that's getting slowly worse as the days go on just everything's wow. breaking down Th- this is a very positive take to have mark <laughs> i mean we're getting old we're dying do you what do you all right it's true let's just 
Let's just take a second. What video game things are you excited about right now? <laughs> oh, I'm excited about everything video Let's games. hear like something happening. How do you feel about the release date of PS5? And, yeah, and let's the, hear that's a positive price. topic. In the future. Well, I mean, I mean by the, the time this is out. Surely, when this is out, surely we Here, must listener, know. Listener, we're recording this on the sept- to September the 11th of right. 2020. But we can't talk about PS5. It's It's Xbox week this week. No, but just think about it. Your future self knows the person listening to this podcast. That Mark Magro knows the release date and price of Maybe. the PlayStation 5 console. Hopefully. Hopefully. If Doesn't we, that give you a little if, glee? I'm telling you right now, if so if this comes out like early October, if we don't know, that thing ain't coming out in November. I, I would happen. agree with that. Yeah, so you think what 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 I is I don't the think it's window? do you think it's even possible for them to suffer the loss of not being out for for the holidays? I don't know, it depends what's, if it wasn't ready. But no. What's it's the window? Gonna, it, how many the, months between telling us and it releasing is how big is the window? Because Microsoft Unless it, has it's coming out within a week of the Xbox Series X. It has to. And it has to be four ninety nine. It has to. It has, it has to. to be. It has so, to. Top price four ninety nine. If this thing is four five forty nine, it's gonna bomb. If they are arrogant Sony Digital edition will be four ninety nine. Disc version will be five forty nine. But I don't think they do that. I, if they break five hundred with this thing, I'll be very surprised. Well, the whole thing is I, it's I, supposed to be more. It's supposed to be actually more expensive to make than the Series X because but, it's like custom. But you know, I just don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think I don't it's gonna think they're gonna either. compete with their. I don't think they're gonna say we're Sony. We're gonna beat Microsoft. I think they just need to keep hammering. Microsoft Xbox is the ground. I gotta say though, like this <laughs> keep doing it. The whole scuttlebutt of the Series S this week. That is a they have made such a like how do you say no to that? It's cheap. I want one. I want one. I'm probably well see, here's the thing. If with the the payment plan thing where you could basically get Games Pass and you pay it's twenty five bucks a month for it for like two years. If for thirty five, you can get a Series X. I would just get a Series X then for ten dollars more. How much is a Series X? That's what they want. That's gonna be four ninety nine, or you pay thirty five bucks you know, a month. You know, I just looked up this. The I remember thinking that the Jaguar was an expensive console. That's all like and a three DO. I just looked it up. It was two hundred and fifty dollars in ninety three. Yeah, it it's ninety three dollars. Yeah, and yeah. I looked up what that means. What that would be now? It says that that is equivalent to four hundred and fifty dollars now. Yeah, so it's like it's ridiculous. Now, what was it? The what was the the things that Neo really Geo? bad? No, the really bad Zelda games were on the 3DO. Is that it? No, oh, the Panasonic 3DO. Those yeah. things were insanely expensive. I think it's they were amazing like to G. think that every company was like, "We make TVs. We can make a video game console." And Sony's like the one that figured it out. <laughs> I mean, they should have made it with right? Nintendo, but it never happened. 3DO Panasonic. was originally priced at six hundred six ninety nine. Yeah, but they did more than I think they did like a lot. That's of well, because it was also like a de- it's like introductory a, price yeah, of yeah. seven hundred dollars. Yeah, dude, Laserdisc Dude, back then, Laserdisc that was, was like, legit. They were like, they gave you warnings. They're like, if you bring this thing into your house, we are not responsible for <laughs> the rift in the space time continuum. <laughs> like that you lasers rip open start touching the walls. If you try to play the, Le- the Legend of Gamelon mm. on your Panasonic 3DO, we no. cannot take responsibility. Excuse me, princess. The best selling game for the 3DO was Gex. Gex? I mean, he survived. Did he? Yeah. I would say he's still an icon. Uh, I think you asked the average gamer under 20. They don't know who Gex is. is. Yeah. They'll know about him because of video game Donkey. He uses Gex videos. I like Donkey. I like his humor. Did you ever watch that train video he made? Nope. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's it's just trains and birds and music. And, like, you're waiting for a payoff. Never comes. But there's no payoff. It just keeps. That's what it's about: subverting expectations. That's Dude, it it does. It does. There's no voice. It's just the whole time, mm. like this triumphant music. Very strange. Well, Dan, did you subvert expectations? This, this no. Week? Destiny is my life. Oh, um, oh, you're right. You're hard, hardcore. I mean, Dave said it best. I don't want to give myself. What, titles. Daddy Destiny? There it is. Daddy I mean, Destiny. I mean, I can't say no to that. That sounds yeah, like that's what you are. Like an adult. You, we go into dancing. a thing, and Dan's gonna pull up the walk. Walk through about how we get through this dungeon. Wasn't I'm gonna that try and figure it out without looking at it. Is that what we're doing <laughs> tonight? Is we we were playing. I think we should do a dungeon tonight. But we were playing. That to me, that is what I want Destiny to be for us. I want to be able to pick it up, 
and play the three-player raid situation mm -hmm. a dungeon, and then that's it. That's I'm, we don't have to hammer it. I'll hammer it. Dave will pick it up every couple days a week. You'll play it when we play it, Mark. And you you guys tell me where to shoot. I'll shoot him. That's what I'm saying. I think that we finally... I think Dungeons was a missing component because it gives us that raid feel. That mm. beautiful raid feel. And we did it. It took us two nights. It was nice. That was nice. Beautiful. It was nice. A little, very, little confusing at points, but we... Yeah, but it. it's... <laughs> wait, do you want to just do a bunch of strikes, Mark? Uh, we could do that. Dude, I don't, I don't understand anything that's happening in that game anymore. <laughs> I don't know. You, you could, could be doing a dungeon. dungeon. I, I don't know what but, it is. So... So speaking of the, so I just mentioned the scale, right? You got like Dave's floating in the middle, airing towards Mark, Mark hanging out, hanging on, and then me at the top. At I the, am now at the focusing top. on at the top. titles and seals. They're called seals in Destiny 2. And they are... He's flexing on us. He's flexing hard on us. I'm this totally right flexing. Oh, I'm going to be the only one of us that has one of these. So it'll look really like, hey, guys, a, what's you can, up? You can have a T-shirt. I'm going to walk in with my inflated shoulders. Like, hey, what's going on, guys? I've been hitting the gym. And you're like, yeah, I, I'm just, I did some cardio today. He's like, oh, cardio. That's something. No. Um, <laughs> I like this, this prolonged metaphor. I like He's going to walk in yeah, like Brody. Even anyway, less, you know, <laughs> um, that's pretty much what it is. But yeah. so, man, so Wayfarer is going to go away in November. Or it's going to change a lot. Maybe sure. become Wayfarer, totally easy to get. Wayfarer is a seal. And it relies a lot on, like, a lot of the content that the game comes with when you start. Mm. And I'm working on... That's my current focus. I'm getting all that stuff now. And it's... it's This is where the grind has gone to Destiny. I've, I've learned. The grind is away from the gear. And it's on things like this. Which I think is right. Mm. So... Uh, but it's been fun. It feels good for me. As I like it. As long as it fills your cup. That's what it's, it's all about. Dude, as I hold my mug of chamomile tea... Nice. Uh, the metaphor couldn't be more... My it's coffee is empty filled. now. Don't even mention it. I'm so sad. Spelled like chamomile. But I'm um, talking to Future Dan now. I will have probably played uh, Creature in the Well. Oh, you've been I talking about yeah. I will decide at that point if we play it in the future. But I think it, it sounds cool. That's my next game. Like, I've, I've got that planned. Oh, for the podcast. I do have breaks. Mm -hmm. No, like me and then maybe us. Uh, I feel like you do that sometimes where you're like, I'm going to play this. I mean, that's, I want to. that's been like the theme of the last two games I played. It's like maybe podcast yeah. and I think for both neither. But have you? I feel like this game flew under the radar. So I'm going to... I remember hearing a little bit about it, but then... It, like disappeared and then there's a, a limited run of it. It was like, oh, I remember that game. Got it. Yeah, they are cool. So that's kind of where it drew cool. me in because I'm superficial. But <laughs> yeah, that's it though. Destiny and then that that future game. Everything else has been pretty chill. Future game. And so anyway, Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, like I for me two games that I was trying out for the podcast and I think I'm passing up. Not that they're bad, but I don't know. So one was Twin Breaker, yeah. which was the game I ordered from East Asia Twin Soft, Breaker? and I was like, "It's never arriving." But it and you guys did were like, arrive. "They stole your credit card." They did it. I got it eventually. Twin Breaker. Twin Breaker. Which this sounds like a game that you would play in the arcades. Like well, this is that um, what you call it? It's the the Brick Breaker game that is was written oh, by with a story. Every yeah. time you every time you say what you call it, I think, "Ooh, underrated chocolate bar." Is it? Yeah, I guess it's pretty good actually. I just, You're right. I just it is underrated. In... <laughs> like, it's a great bar. Anyway, um, it was written by Colin Moriarty, which is don't always agree with his politics, but probably my favorite podcaster and a man who knows PlayStation. Uh, so that's all like I heard about it, and I don't haven't really played Brick Breakers like ever. I just I put it in like the same you category. Played as, it. I played that, but like I kind of put it as the same category as like um, uh, which what like what are those tables called? I can't think of what they're called. With the ball. Uh, and you had the pong, pong, not, not pong, the, the levers, air hockey, uh, pinball machine, pinball machine. Thank you. That's how much I think about them. <laughs> like just like a classic card arcade. Yeah. Game it's like, I don't get those that... things. It's like, how are people good at this? Like, it just seems like you're just trying not to let the ball fall. It's like, you just hit the thing. It speeds up. Uh, yeah. It speeds up and it's hard. So like with twin breaker, I actually thought the story was actually pretty interesting. Like it had interesting ideas. But the gameplay of itself kind of, you know, there's not a lot you really could do with it, like to interweave it with the story, which is kind of the humor of it. But I don't know, like, it's just, it was fine, but I just didn't understand, like, how do I get good at this? Like, have you Googled this game? Twin Breaker? Yep. I played, I played it. <laughs> if you go, if you go, no, but have you Googled it? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Dave will get a kick out of this. If you Google it, on the left is the game and on the right is Twin Breakers, like electrical 
part. Oh, I get it. Like it's a, like Circuit Breakers <laughs> are on the right. Well, it is, and... it is a, a small game. But it was fine. Like there was, And there was one time it like broke my brain. Like You have two panels you're controlling. So sometimes it's horizontal, sometimes it's vertical. And there are boards that give you four panels. So it's like to move the left one, there's the one that goes up and down on the left. It's up and down on the left, uh, left analog. Then there's the one on the left you go left and right with. And then there's the same thing for the right. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was just like, I can't move these at the time. Um, so that was okay. And then I put a lot of time into Spirit Fair, which we were eyeing for the podcast, but then we're like, it might be how, how is it? I'm excited to hear about this game. Yeah, it's I've only seen that it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. I love it's, the I, art It draws style. me in with that. You know what it It really reminded me of, shout out to Dave's game, uh, Battleship Brigade. Like that same kind of like hand-drawn. It's just like, it looks like everything is a movie. You're controlling a cartoon. Yeah, basically. Almost. And wow. it's, cool. I thought, I liked it. It was very grindy, I'll say. But it was, like, a kind of a good grind. It was one of those games where it's, like... Busy work? It, it depends how you kind of look at it. It's, like, uh, oh... You know, because the whole cozy, basic... I'm, I'm on this page for it. A cozy management game about dying? Yeah. Is, is this accurate? <laughs> yeah, and it was... um. If, if, That's kind of part many, of the reason I wanted to play it. Yeah, too, like, how many years? It was kinda... three years ago, two years ago. It was on the Xbox. Learn how to say goodbye? Yeah, it was on the Xbox. Is this depressing stage. to play? Well, basically, you play as the replacement to Charon, who's the uh, to yourself. The, yeah, so it's like your job is now to take these spirits and bring them to you know to the end. Um, so basically, the way it's like you have like these series of islands, and there's That's sweet. you pick them up, and then they kind of give you requests, and you fulfill those quests. And it's always you know like oh, get this item, do this, feed me this. And it turns into, okay, this person wants a corn dog. So I need meat and I need corn flour. Well, to get the corn flour, I need to grow corn. So I need to go here to get the seeds. But then when I grow the seeds, I need to grind them. So that means I need to build a, a mill. Grinder. Well, what do I need to do for a mill? I need to, this kind of I metal. To well, to get this metal, to I got to go crows here. away from the corn. Well, there's this like total layers to things, and it's so it's a crafting game. It, it's a it's a crafting grinding game, and it, it was one of those games where it's like, oh, I have 15, 20 minutes. I I I could play this game in small doses and feel like I walk away with something, and I would end up paying like three four hours because it's like, oh, let me like just how, do this. This is like this. your um, what's it called again? Frostpunk. Frostpunk. Not as like the the thing I didn't like about it was I thought. That after a while, you know, you, you get into those points where it's like, I literally have just spent the last two hours trying to get a pair to do this. Okay, I kind of <laughs> went to the store in real life and come back with a pair I, by now. And like, what's I think <laughs> the game is actually a lot funnier than I thought it would be. The writing is really good. Oh, and that's that's something. Yeah, and, something about games about death have a, they have that chance to be funny, and they often are. Yeah, and it's got the and it, as you're kind of encountering the spirits like they all have their own kind of storylines and they you really get to know them as you kind of work through their tasks which how then, do you feel about death and eventually as you kind of get to them passing on i thought the world building about who this the main character you're controlling is and why everything is the way it is is kind of brushed over and for, for not getting into story reasons it kind of hints at a bigger reason about what all this is, but it doesn't really sell it home. So I thought that was a little disappointing. Um, you want it, the girl to? Do you want the game to explain to you its theory of what life and death is? No, it's. I don't want to get into it because I don't want to spoil it. Possible spoil okay. it, but I thought the payoff for a lot of the story. Here's actually what it comes down to. My big thing about it, for a game as Not long as trophies. it is, it was well as I did platinum it. When, it, when you're especially dealing with management games like this, where it's about getting items and going to different locations, it really becomes mm -hmm. about efficiency. It's like I'm trying to accomplish these tasks in the most efficient way manner. But then when you're dealing with the characters, they kind of, and it, this stuff like happened for me, and I, I think it's a problem with the way I play. Suddenly then the conversations with them become, well, efficiently, I'm just, I'm not going to really dwell on this. I'm trying to get to the next point, next the next thing is. And that kind of takes away with what you should be doing you really should be savoring it like it's like I, instead of if you have your mind set out on seeing everything in the museum you don't actually spend enough time appreciating the, the individual pieces that is the exact perfect analogy and that's what kind of happened Dave. with like the last 
couple, there's, I think there were 11 spirits in total. Like the last four or five, I was just like, whatever. What do you want me to do? What do you want? Let me just tell me. And that took away from it, definitely. Um, and I don't know, like it is long and I don't know if the story payoff, it's got a really interesting concept, but I don't know. I think it, it's definitely, if you were into like management games, I think it's definitely good and interesting. I think it just didn't hit home for me because of what Dave was saying solely for that reason. And then that kind of made it feel a little disappointing, I would think. But So is it, would it have been a better 10 hour experience? I don't uh, maybe, but then Wouldn't I don't know if it have been a better game play... if you didn't, if you weren't trying to get a platinum. I but think that's usually the case. See, but I know it's like that goes against like <laughs> I'm are. not gonna <laughs> meander through like a, a management game. Like I'm not gonna. That's just not how I approach that whole thing. Uh-huh. So like that's why I think Frostpunk kind of clicked with me because the story is kind of in the background. Like you don't really need to like be thinking about dialogue. You know what I think kinda would is. be interesting is you get the Switch, and they still don't have trophies, but that somehow frees you from this way of thinking. No, because then the whole thing is also my backlog. I gotta get to the next game. What are we playing next? What are we turning through? Because we have this big due date. Like, what's the next game we definitely have to play? Well, if there's time between then, then we can play games that maybe Most of the games we play are usually on the Switch. And you can play them there and not think about the trophies. I'm more likely to buy the next Xbox than a Switch. I'm sorry. That's so weird. I just... It comes back to also, like, just with Nintendo as an IP, mm-hmm. like, all their... I don't have an affinity towards Mario. I don't yeah. love Zelda. I just don't have the connection just to love them. Earthbound and Chrono Trigger. We talked about what? this on Sleep the Spire. I just, you know... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what we did talk about then in that episode... Then that Alter Boy said, get a PlayStation. Get a PlayStation. And he also told us to play Streets of Rage 4, which is our so main topic did. game. Good evening, listeners. This is your captain speaking. We are approaching the main topic. Please note that the spoiler light has been turned on. I repeat, spoilers incoming. Thank you. Dan, what's Streets of Rage 4? Streets of Rage 4? I love this This intro. It's pretty... I'm going to have to get into it, oh, so... Boy. Okay. Just... You do that. Streets of Rage 4. Whoa. Amongst the best beat-em-up series ever created, jamming 90s beats, and over-the-top street fighting, the iconic series Streets of Rage comes back with a masterful tribute and... Oh, man. <laughs> to and revitalization of the classic action fans adore. So, yeah. Um, this game is very positively reviewed. Um, came out April 30th, so sort of recent. Hmm. It's developed by everybody, apparently. Yeah. Let me open this. Yeah, there there's were like, like a plus, three. There's a plus well, sign here. Cube? Hold on. Dot emu, dot emu, guard crush games and lizard cube, published by dot emu, ooh, Eureka, yeah, Eureka Studio and great. It's they're in Greater China. Popular user defined tags for this product are action, beat him up, fighting, adventure, and one hidden tag. Mind the gap. Pickups. You both nailed it. It's indie. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I said that. I put on a fake voice, but I think Dave's going to do a much more honest oh. way. I think his is going to be nicer. Cut honestly. through the crap, Dave. Oh. Yeah. 26 <laughs> years since the previous installment, Streets of Rage 4 is here. This classic brawler tickles the nostalgia bones in all the right places. Play as classic characters Axel and Blaze, or play as the newbies Cherry Hunter and Floyd Araya. Newbies? Either way, you beat up the same AI dudes, learn their movesets, and develop strategies for dealing with these jobbers while invoking your inner tough guy. Slam that schlub with a stop sign and eat garbage (laughs) canned turkeys in Streets of Rage 4, rated B, for Blaze's Bay. Nice. Very Blaze nice. is bay. Blaze was. Uh, Dave and I had a very interesting experience in this game, but it plays into the whole conversation, I'm sure. Oh so boy. I don't want to. All right. Well, before we dive into the nitty gritty of the game, episode 109, first time I think we've ever really played a brawler on this. Is that is that the case? I, I think, think so. so. I mean, we had games like Icy, you were side scrolling, but that was uh, much more hack and slash, I think, than this. I think it's safe to say the icy hardcore fans aren't listening to. I hated that game. <laughs> well, okay. you know what's actually funny? That came up. I forget where I was reading it. Like getting Were you games. You're looking in a trash can, and then you thought of icy. No, there was like uh. games that get published in China 
are like yes. really, really rare. That got published in China. It was like granted so a this, license. Apparently. Well, they apparently had some some uh, inner workings with it. But I wanted to talk a little bit about just kind of brawlers in general, just our background, them Streets of Rage for it, as Dave was saying, a very long running series, a, a series back in the day. So what was your experience with it? Did you play the old games? Do you like these types of games, or at least you did back in the day? Dave, kick us off. What is your relationship with this genre? Um, I mean, my fr- my best friend when I was growing up had a Genesis. I didn't have one really. My brother had one, but it wasn't really mine, right? But we used to play Streets of Rage when I would go to his house. So I have pretty much only played Streets of Rage co-op. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, and it plays exactly the way I remember it. You know? Yeah. I'm, I remember when Streets of Rage 3 came out and I, I, by that time I was playing my brother's Genesis and it just wasn't the same. Streets of Rage 3 was, I think it was kind of a flop. But, yeah, um, as they tried, like, adapting and changing the series. Did they try to add, like, RPG elements or something? No, it's like the... I, I think I, just, I remember just, the It was feel. just stale somehow. I don't know. I think there's a lot of... With the brawlers, like, for me, I, I definitely... my A lot of my Streets of Rage experience was at Dave's house with his brother who owned a Genesis. I had the Game Gear, and I had a, a Streets of Rage game on there. Yeah, I think... But wasn't it just, like, a versus mode? No, it was kind of... Or was it a full game? I remember it was a full game, but it was, like, hard. (laughs) It was real hard. Um, And then, like, definitely games like The Bouncer I remember playing a lot of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Final Fight I played a lot of. I used to play Final Fight. I used to love that in the uh, arcade. That used to be one of my go-tos. Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Yeah. That's a great game. game. X-Men. And and that was always the way I kind of always saw that lens. It's, like, the genre itself kind of is spawned from that idea of, like, munching quarters. Mm, that totally. it's meant to be hard and difficult and you can't get through it. So it's just like, how much money can I get out of it? So like, I remember just thinking always when I was playing it, I was like, do people actually beat these games? Like, this is just mm. so hard. Um, the bouncer was a little different cause that was square index doing square things. But I was I, so intrigued by the bouncer when it came out. I mean, I think everyone had such a high budget, but it was like, like it was just, a, it was just, you know, a side scroll and beat em up, which I think, there are certain things that it does really well, but from my mind, I always consider this kind of, this is a product of a much earlier time. So mm. I, I would say like going into Streets of Rage 4, I was like, I feel like this is one of those things that's like a nostalgia play, but in 2020, I don't understand how this would really hold up. Um, Dan, what about you? Like, what was your experience with side-scrolling beat-em-ups? And such? Uh, probably close to Dave's. I played the X-Men arcade game a lot. I love the Ninja Turtles ones. Uh, Turtles in Time? I mean, come on dude mm. uh also our experience with scott pilgrim versus yeah, the world which was just reannounced yes. to come out like the the joint experience of the fighter beat em up games has always been my preferred way to ingest them and this was no different mm. and that i think is why i had a great time with this game mm. but yeah the, overall i like i like brawling games a lot i, I also like the combos that you learn as you go on i've been playing river city girls um mm. on my switch and that game's closer to River City than, well, it's, it's River City. But <laughs> it's it's got this, like, open world. And something about that adds a level to it for me. So I like that game as well. And there's a lot of combos. So I don't know. It's just involved. So, yeah, I'm a, fa- I'm a fan of the beat-em-up. Okay, so the, let's start now getting into it now. So, uh, Dave, I'll get back to you. So kind of your first initial, like, feeling of the game, did it feel to you like, oh, they're just trying to do... What they, what Streets of Wage has always done, it doesn't really hold up anymore. Or did this feel kind of something that felt? Oh, I understand. It's twenty twenty. This fits in. Well, it's just it was so it's so beautiful. First off, mm, like the 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 lighting effects on everything is just so great. It's just so such a pleasure to look at. And then the gameplay feel I thought was pretty spot on. It's like now there's no like you don't really like feel like issues with like collision detection or anything like that, which I really feel like can make or break. Um, a beat em up. Absolutely. Yeah, and that yeah. was the one of the the most immediate things that I realized about it too. It's like for a game like this and the structure, it's easy to just get repetitive because literally you're just mm-hmm. going back and just punching things. So getting that punch to feel good is like mm-hmm. so essential. And that was one thing immediately I was like, oh, it's fun to punch things in this game. Like you just feel it. Yeah. Like the just the it's animation crunchy. and the vibration and the controller, like perfection. Absolutely. The the feedback that the game gives you are all of it is just very 
good. It comes right back to you, whatever you put back into it. So, like, the visuals, like you were saying, Dave, I feel like it's it's all very mm-hmm. responsive. It feeds your, it feeds you while you're playing it. Mm. If that makes sense. And Did- the music, so, the music's yes yeah. and the music's oh, awesome yeah. <laughs> did you guys feel the game was too slow no yes mm. at times i will say i felt that until i realized that being fast is also problematic dangerous. yeah and i'm used to dashing and sliding and mm. kicking or whatever and, and like, the, it, know, it was an City. interesting choice to only mm. allow cherry to run mm. You know. I like that they answer your question of, did they just forget that sprinting is a thing? And they're like, no, we didn't. It's just a feature for one character. Yeah. Um, but it, it also set the pace for the game for me, too, because you're not supposed to be button mashing. You're not supposed to be button mashing at all. And I feel like, uh, I think, well, I'll bring everything back to Destiny now, but one <laughs> thing I always tell Dave when we're playing Destiny in the Crucible is if I'm doing bad, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stop sprinting because I feel like that just adds slow down. A, yeah, like slow down, take each fight as it comes. Right. And usually I do better. I kind of... I feel like that was this. I, I've gone back and forth with it. Like, I... Because of all the characters, we'll talk about, like, which characters. But, like, I, I definitely liked Cherry the most immediately. So I was going to say, you played as Cherry, so big, was this really a problem for Well, him? see, like, and that's kinda... the thing why I think I gravitated well, towards it. Re- I think that was the reason why he played as Cherry. So it's like, I can't be anyone who's this slow. But... We know, and then I played with her when I played with, I played through the game with Dave. I know you guys played together as well. Uh-huh. Um, but I went and like played also just a little bit by myself and I, you know, kind of spent more time with uh-huh. the other characters. Uh-huh. And it's hard when you're only one person. It's, it is definitely it's harder. It's so hard on, on solo. And I do think it's a game that I think shines the most when you are playing with other people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I think I did... Because you're right, Dad. It's like that idea. It's like you're not meant to. It's while it's arcadey. It's not Doom. You know, you're not just running and just jumping around. It's not really meant mm. how it's meant to be played. You're taking the enemies as they come. You're working on combos. You're looking at the environment. Like mm. it kind of forces you to slow down in a way that I think does mm. actually benefit the characters and the movesets because the depth of this game really comes with those combos and recognizing the opponent patterns. I say, Dave, that that's how you always kind of felt about it. Yeah. <laughs> and the yeah, story that, that was, that was a right. lot. I mean I just always felt like you apart, need dude. to it's like being surrounded by enemies and you have to figure out what's the best way to handle this mm-hmm. you know so and you make it's like it's like the same thing that gets triggered with overwatch you're in this scenario and you're like how am I going to deal with all these people so did you feel then that for the it was mostly very controlled and fair as opposed to kind of sometimes cheap and not, you know, just chaotic. I mean, the only thing that ever feels cheap, and I think um, Dan knows because I complain about that character a lot, is, is Galcia. Because Galcia just picks up weapons and he runs diagonally at you, which is something you Galcia can't do. Galcia is like one of the first enemies you face in the game. Yeah. So Dave was like, look out for this guy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, watch out for this worried, guy. Dave's worried about the first dude. This isn't going to go well. But he comes up and he literally is just he breaks the game. He does nothing. He I mean, like he does, he's nothing if he has no weapon. Yeah, but once he does, but, but he'll pick he, up any weapon. His threat goes from like ten percent to ninety five percent. Yeah, <laughs> like if he picks up a weapon because he just he holds the knife, never pointing zero. it out of his, he points it outward from his chest like nobody does, and just runs at you. Diagonally. <laughs> and see, but that that and, reminds me just like how much fun it is to play with other people. It's like all these characters have these like generic names. Like, oh, watch out for that guy. That guy's a jerk. And it just it's it's it was. What's the guy you hated, Barney? The guy with the shield. Oh, guy's the worst. It's the worst. There's object permanence. If you, I feel like if you go out of your way to learn the name, not only are they giving you a hard time, but that's something too. And bad, I also I like, hate those punks who have their hands in their pockets and kick you and headbutt you. They're so cash as oh. they destroy you. So they're, yeah, they're just like they're just hanging out with their washerboard abs. <laughs> Dan really the... hated hated if I might if I remember right he hated those um those guys who block with their knees up and the, the like the raven yeah the tai chi guys. Oh, yeah, not tai chi the taekwondo not no, taekwondo no. you said it, you said it taekwondo Brazilian Brazilian kickboxing yeah, sure yeah, that thing. <laughs> those dudes who are they look like a Street Fighter character I forget who but, but they're always I, they're, like I thought guys. they were always fun to look at even though a lot of times they were just like palette swaps like there were enough I thought enough especially for a game that it, the sole gameplay of it is fairly repetitive I thought they did such a great job of 
throwing different enemies at you who do different Muay things. Muay Thai. That's what you were trying to say. Muay Thai. Thank there you. it is. Thank the you. weapons, the backgrounds, and I thought especially the bosses, how, you know, they all kind of feel differently in the way they come at you and attack you. So I thought, even though the gameplay itself is fairly repetitive, I never was bored or felt like, oh, I got this again, I got to do this again. The game, it just feeds you. It gives you that feedback. And then you get through a boss, and then I feel like we had that moment, Dave and I, a few times where it was like, uh, one more stage, uh, one more stage. Like, we got through... I think it was like only one session, but that feeling is there where you start a new stage. Yeah. I feel like, well, it felt like I wanted to keep going every single time. And I was just, that to me is again, another like good sign that it's something's happening in my mind. That was something that Dan discovered that we did. uh, Mark is that in the options, you could change the apple and Turkey to other, other food. Oh yeah. What? I never saw the apple and Turkey. I was, uh, I would yeah, we ramen changed noodles to, and onion rings. Yeah, we changed the ramen and onion rings. What is yeah. this, Dynasty Warriors? <laughs> it only changes it for you, but you can agree yeah, we with can your agree. teammates. That's very cool. I've never seen the turkey or the apple, well, as far as I know. And that's one of the things that I do really appreciate about this game. It's like it does. It did really seem take a lot of care where it wanted to create something new and feel modern, but at the same time really be a, a, like a homage to what Streets of Rage was with all the unlocks I, I and all the different like, characters. I just feel like they nailed it. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like they <laughs> they did exactly that. They they were like. We're gonna modernize it, but we're gonna stay true to what it was. And like, obviously, the people who made this game had a lot of love for the original series. Right. Yeah, that's that's totally. It comes right out. You can't fake that. You can't manufacture it. It's totally a fan or a set of fans that just put this game together, and it it's great. I loved it honestly. And again, like, I'm sure I would have had a worse time if I didn't play it with Dave. Mm. Uh, know, yeah, playing I just, alone, it just not the prescribed experience. Yeah, and. I mean, and I especially think alone that you do have to then really think about because when it's I think a lot more fun when it is chaotic and there's a lot of things going on. But I I wanted to also bring up kind of like the two big additions in terms of how it's kind of modernized. They did do the special move thing where you can do like a special attack, which then eats away your life. But then if you do damage Mm -hmm. after that, you get that uh, life. back. That was a thing in Streets of Rage 2. Oh, right. It was. You're right. There was straight up a Bloodborne thing, though, isn't it? A little Bloodborne? Well, I think I, mean, I, I think I that that adds another layer of depth to that. And then there's the whole weapons and throwing them and catching them, which I was never able to do at all. Blocking and parrying. The really thing parrying, about Streets of Rage 2, though, is I think that you could um, you could just mash your, your non-directional special, and as long as it didn't hit anyone, it didn't cost you anything. Interesting. Just to kind of... I'm just looking up Streets of Rage 2 now. I want to see some graphics. Oh, I've seen this. And that's what I love too, especially when you unlock those old school characters and they all looked pixelated and it's like, and oh, they still have those like right? voice lines and stuff like that. And it sounds terrible. Yeah. But it's <laughs> so like all funny. purposeful like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, the kind of general vibe I'm getting for the group is I think we all enjoyed playing it. So, mm. and I don't know why we would have to consider it, but let's. It's a, I do think there is a. A part of it works because we played Streets Rage back in the day, so the feel and the nostalgia is there. Like, do you think this game has enough kind of like, or or you know, ten to fifteen year olds who who really didn't grow up with beat 'em ups? Is this something that has when you compare it to games with RPG elements and a lot of depth and a lot of branching narrative paths and even like the story? I think sometimes you don't want all of that. Sometimes you just want to play a game. Yeah, and, and not have to think about all that crap. Like, is it so? You don't think it's like too simple? No, I don't think so. I think it's complex enough on learning how to deal with each AI. It's I I, I agree. I don't think it's I, I I had a good time just kind of getting through each stage and learning it as I went because it's not like you're gonna blast through the game the first time. Like you said earlier, it's sort of designed to crunch quarters. So if this was in the arcade, there would be that one stage like oh stage three. Okay, here we go. Let's pay attention. Right. And that replayability sort of builds itself into the game yeah. because of that, you know? Like, the, the cheapest it's, things that probably happen besides Galsia running diagonally with a knife is probably just, like, the people who will just, like, jump kick from off-screen onto screen. Yeah, and you fall like, in things, a like, hole Things of that nature, like that. but, like, but that doesn't happen that often. Of, would it be Streets of Rage if that if didn't, that didn't happen? No. Yeah, see, that's, it's like exactly. trying to maintain that balance of... It's, 
that there's depth to the combat and things like that, but then there's things that like those things, like, you know, like the grenades when they're throwing it, if you get hit into something, sometimes it, like you literally hit into a grenade that goes into another grenade. And it it. Yeah. And it's, it's like, well, this is out of my control and it feels cheap and unfair. So it's like, I feel like it's not super deep with it, but then again, like kind of what I was kind of thinking about that. I, I, I agree with you, Dave. It's kind of like, this is nice where it is just what it is. It is simple. It is direct. You don't have to think about it. And it works, which I why I think always the 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 time we're living in now is the best time for games always, just because the amount of things that are available. If you want something really deep, and intricate, and have skill trees and stuff like that, those stuff is there. But for this, this is just a nice kind of callback to that arcade yeah. feel of mm-hmm. we're just going in, or we're just doing this, we're just punching, and it feels good to punch, so we're just gonna keep punching. And Play this fun. if you don't want to have to deal with all that. Like sometimes, like that is. One of the things that stops me from like enjoying a Bloodborne or something like that is the fact that I'm in control of my stats and can kind of break it. Mm. Like I almost want to pick the class. Like I prefer when I can pick a class and then you auto update my stats when I level up. Oh, but that takes the fun of uh, having a a build in mind as you go. That's yeah. literally River City Girls. Oh, is that? actually is that you just level up and um. But I'm just saying like. It. In the original Diablo, when you leveled up, you chose the stats that you increased. Mm-hmm. But like in more modern Diablo, that doesn't happen. Is it more like gear at that point, and like your skills? Yeah, that you're using. Like you update your skill tree, but you don't you don't choose which attributes go up. Right. Like that's the thing about. I understand you're saying just what you're trying to do for a build, but if if there are only a certain amount of archetypes of builds, and I could choose them at the forefront then I don't really have to worry about that. I think I? this game kind of does that with the different characters because they have their different movesets. They have, like, you know, Floyd No, I'm, I'm specifically Jerry. talking about, like, a Bloodborne or a Dark Souls, though. Right. Like, if you can choose a class and you just, you just stick with it, if I want to roll a different class, I'll just start the game over. Right, as opposed to... But this kind of taking away all that complication and stuff yeah. like that. So then... Because then I always think when you, when you have games... Because I think this game did very well, we're probably going to get a Streets of Rage 5. So then... How do you maintain this kind of simplicity mm-hmm. and balance, but then have a Streets of Rage 5 where it feels like, oh, this is another step? Well, if you... Like that cop that you fight twice. I forgot her name already. Estelle? The, the boss. Estelle, yeah, that's, I think that's her name. I'm like, she should definitely be a, a playable character in the next Streets of Rage. So different characters. Yeah, I think... I thought like, she was playable just by how flushed out her moveset looked. Yeah. Maybe she's a lock. And, I don't know if she's a lockable. There's a lot of characters you're going to lock. Like tons. It could be DLC too. They, they actually just released the, the whole patch that I was reading. Like Axel's now a little bit faster, and I was like, "Oh, oh okay, interesting." Um, and like they just kind of like tweaked moves and stuff like that. So there's stuff like that, but like that's the one of the things I keep thinking about, especially like when you think about the sequels of things. It's like you got to feel like, "Oh, this is a sequel because it does what the original game does, but it does other things better and learns from the mistakes of this." I feel like the charm of this game is just it is what it is, and like mm-hmm. I almost wouldn't want any changes. Streets of Rage Five. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want a Streets of Rage Five as much as I want DLC to play as Estelle. All right, there, just like I think is as I'm I'm looking up some stuff. Literally, I think that's coming. Okay. I mean, it looks like there is DLC coming as of August twenty seventh. Because so, because uh, there will be a point where like all right, this is that was fun. But, like, now it's all the same again. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard because I really like this game. Yeah. I, he loves I it. I really it's like true. it, too. And, and it just... But I just kind of keep going back and forth of, like, how do you... I mean, I guess this is why developers are developers. It's like, how do you take a step forward with this? Because it, it's just such a homage to this genre, which I think this genre, by its nature, is fairly straightforward and simple. And they're never going to really focus on, like, the story... Mm-hmm. like because the story you know and, and that was actually one other thing too i appreciate about it. it's like that idea of uh, like 80s inner city everything's corrupt and terrible and we're fighting back it's like they were able to maintain that vibe but it comes off mm-hmm. just the perfect level of cheese where it's mm-hmm. like oh this feels good like i do wonder for like does that land because it goes back to that idea of nostalgia like that makes mm-hmm. sense for us why that is the way it is but i don't know it just i i i guess it was any, any of the big things we want to talk about before we, we start wrapping it up? I mean, it's to me, this game was a very easy thumbs up just to 
It's just good. I don't know. I had very uh, when I I just had nothing to complain about. Not that I usually do. I'm a serious <laughs> guy, but you know, it's it just it just sat with me very well. I think like, Dave and I had a great time with it. It's probably a huge part of like, it. Like I would love, you know, post COVID, mm. us all to be together in the room and play local three player. Absolutely, absolutely. Like that would have to I happen. Like this and is then the kind you know, of game. all I have to do at that moment is turn on. Uh, <laughs> friendly fire oh no instead absolutely of, instead not, of playing the no quiet way. man for hours we could play <laughs> the like quiet man who would have now that's a beat when up. did we play the quiet man was that like a week before covid started no, no it was a long you time guys, before that. that was last year was it it was like yeah man it's all mixing into my head it's all Time's one big weird. globule but, yeah time is weird this has been this year started seven years ago so time is a wobbly. but i'll give my final stamp on it too like i think on one hand, uh, like, uh, when I, especially when I think about games for the podcast, it's things like, you know, what is the depth of this? What is the meat? What is pushing the genre forward or doing something that hasn't been done before? And then there's games that are, don't do those things, but they do the things that they do so well. It's like, stop, t- stop thinking about it, idiot, and just have fun. And that's what this game was. Like, this game is just yep. like popcorn. It's so fun. It turn, looks beautiful. Turn off the brain, beat up some, some, yeah and and it's like especially you know like we have the games that we play that we like to play but then we have like our our junk food games the games where we don't want to think about anything we just want to have fun and just unwind from the day like this game is perfect for that and it's a game that we can play together love it great game love it (laughs) it's it's such a hard like i was thinking about the pod today and i was like what are we gonna i feel like this is one of those games like yeah we all like it we all like it (laughs) it's a good game but there's like so little to that i love i love the the sound effects like like the sound of like picking up an apple is like whoop you know like right or the uh it's the fact that on level two when you after you bust out of the jail like the beat drops the same time that the enemy Mm -hmm. jail cells open oh like that's well timed it's just inscripted it's so great you mentioned the lighting earlier and that's actually the thing that stuck out to me the most Mm, because the sewers in in every, yeah, the sewers is where I really noticed it. Yeah. Is like it's just it used to be that you could clearly tell the characters were on a background mm-hmm. in the older games, and but something about the lighting. I mean, just the lighting. It, it just brings everything together, and it feels so cohesive, and it's just really good to look at. And everything looks right. It's a ga- nothing looks out of place. It's a game with a lot of TLC in it. I will say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like it's so, and it comes right back. It just feels so good to play. So good. And that was when I was like, this game really, like, it's, it's a beat-em-up, but there's, I don't know, I feel like... And every, play, every character is the same, but different enough. Right. Mm-hmm. That it feels you know? kind of exciting to play new, because like, oh, I can do yeah, this yeah. now. Like, yeah, I've, I've beaten characters as, as you're Axel, it. but I haven't beaten it as Floyd yet, or right. Please. Yes, you have. And it's Floyd was your boy. Oh, no, Blaze is, oh my god. Floyd's your boy. Like, that's the thing we actually haven't... So you like Cherry... Dave, talk about Floyd. Floyd with his bit. enormous arms. The fact that you could grab two people at the same time and smack them together and yeah. clap them, just like, yeah, was my favorite thing to do. It just made me giggle every time I did it. Um, they take every character's um, caricature and build on it into their yeah. moveset. Thanks. Yeah, and, and which is that which is reminds me of that was my favorite thing to do, and I would constantly try and do it when I played Maximum Carnage. Oh wow! Another, oh yeah, if you were Spider Man or Venom, whatever, and you got in between mm-hmm. two enemies and you shot the webs, you could grab them both and hit Pull them together. Them and right. that's when I think this game always feels like the most exciting when you have combos and you can chain them together. You can play off. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard, mm-hmm. and that's like really where the high level stuff comes from. But like mm-hmm. when you know one of us does a move and then it plays off to what the other person that you juggle the guy like that's like this is this is great. This is, this yeah. is really Dan was. Dan's main thing was using the forward forward attack move with Blaze to juggle the person on the floor. Oh, I would get so annoyed at whoever we were fighting if I couldn't get them into a regular combo. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to do my upwards flaming circle kick until you're dead. <laughs> and it's just, and the game did, it let me, you know? So it's like, it allows that level of, if you want to not cheese it, but, you know. If you want to, if you want to just, if you want to grief the CPU, it's allowed. You're always allowed to <laughs> grief the CPU, I feel. Yeah, so and it's a compu. Yeah, I th- Blaze is Bay, like Dave said. D- Dave said. Well, we'll leave it at that. Blaze is Bay. Yeah, Blaze is Bay. What also may be Bay is the Trivial Tastemaker. Trivia Tastemaker. Burr. Let me tell you about how much I love the scoreboard. Because the scoreboard currently oh, is no. 
This is the first time it's like different. Shh. I don't even now I feel like I'm jixing it, but Dan zero. Yeah. Dave zero. Dave. Mark two. I hate it. Oh, could this be the year? Or the well, season. Welcome to the, the final year? season of the Dennis 2020's your year, man. <laughs> there it is. Everything's turned through. Everything is literally need, on fire. Everything's coming up, Mark. <laughs> you need Dave and I to be distracted by the world being crazy for you. So all I need is one more. I need one more dub to get a silver monkey. But I can't get the dub tonight because it's my mm-hmm. tastemaker. Um, and this I have had brewing for a while because mm. I finished Ghost of Tsushima. And one of my favorite things to do in that game, because it's so beautiful. Take photos. That's it. Well, that was probably my favorite <laughs> thing actually to do in the game. But one of the great things was you would find these oh, absolutely haikus. gorgeous things. And you could sit and you could <gasps> write a haiku based on what yes. you see. So we're bringing back video game haikus. Coming it's back been a tonight. long time. It has been a while. I like this. Um, so we've done games. We've done characters. I wanted to mix up. But this are all about video game settings. Um, I got seven of them. I think one of them is a little, not like super well known, but you both know it. Other ones are like, people know these places. These are well known locations. These are lone settings for games. So you should know them. I don't think they're too hard. Okay. Um, we will do, I will read the haiku. And if you think you know it, you can buzz in. You can buzz in before I finish reading it, but if you do so and you don't get it right, the other person is allowed to answer unfettered at this point. Um, I don't think I think I don't think we'll need to skip any because I think I think you guys will get these. I don't think they're okay. Do you guys want to set? <laughs> I think so. Do you guys want to set buzz sounds? Do you care? I'm gonna say boop. Dupe, classic. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna I said boop. Be a, a Pokemon of myself and just say my own name. Nice. Always a good one. All right. Okay. <clears throat> First one. Lights flashing red and blue. Undead roam the streets until nuclear. Oh, Dave. Dave. Raccoon City. It is Raccoon City, correct. The last line was nuclear hellfire, which if you played Resident Evil 3, spoilers. That's what happens. Um, spoilers. A little bit, sorry. But nice one, John. Really. Dave, one. Dan. Got time? What? Dan, what? Dan, nothing. Thank you. Sorry. Thanks for saying it. I'm glad you were brave enough. To but you got a chance to hear it. Second one. Conquer its stone halls, only to find at the end, it's turned upside down. <sighs> Boop. Dan. Dracula's castle in Castlevania. That is correct. Dracula's could... castle turned upside down. Yeah, I knew what it was, but I was like, do I have to say Transylvania? And yes, no, I want the setting. Dracus Castle. You know, I mean, like, that's what I was thinking of. He was going to give you X, Y coordinates on the map. It was like, Be very specific. Like, do I have to talk year? about the room that he's thinking of? <laughs> do I have to tell you how many flying buttresses are in no, the boss room? Nothing. I think these, you could be general. But don't give me the game, God, guess funny. All right, here we go. Next one. A city in space. A closed flower until the... Battle for Earth starts. Boop. Dan. The Citadel? It is the Citadel. Congratulations. Okay. A city of space, a closed flower until I like that. I was, I felt good about that one. I was like, is it in space? And then yeah, I. Yeah, it's in space. I know. I, I beat. You beat it. Mass Effect. The first Where one. Where's that remake? We're waiting. They, they, right? Everything, everything is just not happening. We know it's coming. It's just a question of when. We only now have the promise of video games. Nah, I would. (laughs) That's that's the future. Maybe by the time this podcast comes out, it'll already be out. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe. They said it's coming out this fiscal year. So at the latest, March 2021. It's got to be out. It's so long. It is a while. I hate that they broke up years into other years. Isn't that stupid? It's business. It's so stupid. All right. This next one I think is a little tricky, but I think, I think you guys get it. Courtyards in a void. A lone lamp post shines a, a light. Old man or guru? Oh, oh um, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Uh, it's the end of time. It is the end of time. I was a little worried oh, about that one. I was like, I think it is that? the end of time. What a cool spot, man. I had that I had that coming because I got the Citadel. Got the Citadel. Old man or guru? He's both. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, tied up 2-2 right now. This is tight. Gaspar? I think he's Gaspar. Yeah, Gaspar the Melcher is with the Beasties. He's, and man. then, who's the other one? Gaspar, Gaspar Melcher. Melcher. Balthazar? Yes. Got it. Nailed it. 
And I, I remember here, it's like, that's the name of the three wise men in the Bible. I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> that's the Magi. <laughs> that's the Magi. Next one, ready? An island in snow, mushroom clouds, and giant bots. Two trips is enough. An island in snow, mushroom clouds, and giant bots. Two trips is enough. Giant bots. Snow? Island <laughs> in snow. Metal Gear. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Metal oh my god, you just said it! No. Dave! No. Do you want it? Dan, Dan no, had it, but he did not beep. I will. Let me. No, let me. Dave, answer it. Shadow <laughs> Moses. Okay. Uh, I can, we can share it. We could be. Let we me both. No, 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 that's gonna destroy. Me. No, no, I didn't. I didn't earn it. I have to break it down for you real fast. Oh. You you know how like, in it's like a joke I've seen like where people ask a question, question, Psycho Manus, yeah. Metal, Gear. Metal Gear. I was doing that. Like oh, just <laughs> just a joke. And then when I said it, I realized it was Shadow Moses Island. Just had to say boop. I didn't beep, know it was Metal Gear until I said Metal Gear. If that makes That's sense. Yes, I, so, it makes sense. That's funny though. Where we're given the, are I, we're given this. Just making a dumb joke. But my brain, you know what that means? There's a voice in my head that was like Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and it came out as a dumb joke. Dan it was knew it. Too late. Where we're gonna give Dave this point because he actually. Yeah, it's Dave's it. point. Absolutely, Dave's, Dave's point. point. Okay. Two more. I did not earn that. Dan, all. you want the win? You can't miss. Fine. Got two bullets in the chamber. <laughs> Don't, Don't Dave. I'm telling you now. Don't do it. Okay. Here we go. Don't throw. Don't throw it. Don't throw. Next one. Okay. One big pizza pie. Powered. Oh, boom. By... Dave. Oh. Dave. It's, uh, it's Midgar. It is Midgar. Didn't even get through it. Got it, Dan. I'm sorry. It was Midgar. I was, you know, I knew you'd pick Midgar, too. Yeah, everyone knows Midgar. One big pizza pie powered by that oh. poison glow. Have not stay below. I like that one. Low and below. Like Metal Gear. Well, Dave, congratulations. We'll do the last Yay. one for Poopsie Let's gig. finish some out. Yeah, let's finish. I can't. Last one was Hot Sun and Palm Trees. The world is your car oyster. Dreams are paved with blood. Uh, Boop? Dan. Wheels of Aurelia? No. Coastline. <laughs> Say it again. Dreams are paved with blood. <laughs> Wheels of Aurelia. Yeah, you, don't, you don't know what those game, how the game goes in certain ways. again. Hot Sun and Palm Trees. The world is your car oyster. Dreams are paved with blood. The world is your car oyster. Your car. And the blood. Hot sun and palm trees. And then I don't know what this Dreams is. Dreams are paved with blood. Oh, I don't know what this is, but boop. Dan. Is this San Andreas? Close. Vice City. Oh. Hot okay. sun, palm trees, car oyster. You're just taking cars. Why isn't it a bro. car oyster? Because you could just steal all the cars. The world is your oyster, your car oyster. I might have thrown some 80s car references oyster? in there. Car oyster? Alright, thanks for the critique. <laughs> of Let, let's turn this into Mark's haiku critique. Well, Dave walks away with the if, point. If the, if the reason <laughs> that you say the world you, is your oyster is because you can have the world. Your car right? oyster. Why would it be any, the, the why would it be the, the cars are your oyster? You could have any car you want. You could do it all, and you could just take yeah, it. Yeah, but the car streets. the world is your oyster doesn't mean you can have all the oysters you want. But you could have the oyster you want. That's my the oyster. The world is your oyster means okay. We're looking up. You know when you feel like you're about to wake up from a weird dream. <laughs> I'm looking up the world. That's what this conversation Dave is. Dave is going to boot up the machine. The world is your oyster. That just means like the world you is your position you can open to it up take, and take what you want. You are in a position to take the opportunities that life has to offer. Right. So you are in a but position the car to would be take your oyster here. the opportunities that the car you want is. <laughs> the cars would be your oyster. Anyway, the car is we your have three oyster. games the left the in this season. We have yeah. 1980X, we have mm -hmm. Creeks, and we yep, have that's Fall Guys. And that's what it is. Fall Guys? Fall guys. guys. I like how Dave just answered yes to multiple. The choices. game that we all love and hate. <laughs> Fall guys. What are you talking about? Oh my god. I love it. You don't hate it? Oh, sorry. Spoilers, spoilers for the next. Spoilers. Uh, it's a hot to trot. We'll talk about it and our experience of that. Should we play it while we record? No. I feel like that would be fun. I don't think it would be. 
I just want reason to play video You know, it's games. great playing a video game and then recording an audio podcast of us playing the video game. Oh, you jumped him. Um, oh, no. I qualified. This, this, I can't believe that amazing thing happens. I can't describe it with my Nicole, words. Maybe we could uh, we can stream it with you maybe one night. I don't know. Yeah, we'll think about it. But that'll be next episode. Well, well. Listener, thanks for tuning in as always. Uh, you can reach us in all the usual places. Uh, Spotify. You got the the Apple Podcasts. You got every... Oh, I'm turning my dad again. It's happening. He always comes in. Yeah, oh, it's on the you, got, yeah. you want to find us on Apple Podcasts, you could go on Google Play if you want. Boom. And if you like thanks. us, of course, leave us nice reviews. Possibly subscribe. Possibly tell your friends. You can reach us also on the Twitters. At Dino underscore Machine. I'm at Magrocrag. Listener, Dan came crying to me lately. He oh, was boy. like, I can't remember the last time somebody left a review. <laughs> he was, he I was a little sad. I was it. like, I, I didn't want, I don't know if we were going to talk about this in the do pod. It, but do, like, it if, for, if, do it for Dan. Do you want to beg? If you, <laughs> you want to beg a plate? Like, if you leave a pity review, I will be happy with that. You could say, this is a pity review of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, take Let's it. start is there. It five stars, Dan is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. That's a flex. Tell, tell tell us a lie in the review about which favorite dinosaur machine. Who is who is the best of the three of us? Which two need to get the heck out? Start a, we'll start a fight. But anyway, <laughs> who would win a fight, Kirby or Solid Snake? Well, you you can let us know on Twitter. Where I'm at, Macro Craig. I'm at Zombie underscore Pirate. And I'm at Daniel Mac. The D is for desperate. The D is for, for your reviews. dashing. And listener, you you get L for lovable. Listener, gonna like it. All right, goodbye. <laughs> Bye.